This is The Fit Mess with Zach and Jeremy. Hi there. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Fit Mess. Before we get too far down the line, please make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast player you're using and uh, head over to our website, thefitmess.com. Sign up for our newsletter so you, again, never miss an episode or any of the updates related to the show. Really excited about our uh, episode this week and our interview. We're talking with Jake Steinfeld. You know him from his Body by Jake uh, programs and, and home fitness routines. And uh, talking a lot about uh, home fitness, about working out, physical activity, staying motivated, especially as we are all still, some more than others, very much uh, in isolation or, or in quarantine or locked down in some way, not able to go to the gym, not able to live our normal lives and move our bodies the way that we really need to move them to stay healthy. This comes at a really good time for me because I've been in a pretty dark place from anxiety and depression standpoint, and it's really you know, the only change that I've made in the last three weeks to turn all that around for me has been just moving my freaking body. And I've, I've had so many injuries this year, cracked my ribs, sprained my ankle, tore something in my shoulder, just like all these things that are preventing me from doing the workouts that I want to do, which led me down the path of not doing any workouts for a little while, which led me down the path of anxiety and depression and all that. So now I'm just doing tons of yoga as much as I can and, you know, doing a bunch of beach body workouts with a lot of modifications, doing what I can. But again, I'm moving at less intensity than I used to be, but that's all I needed. It was the only change I needed to completely flip the anxiety, flip the depression. Just that one thing, like there's a ton of other things that I can do to, to flip that, but that's just one thing that I use to manage it. And it's been, it's just always mind blowing to come from that dark place from not working out not moving your body and coming back in just a couple of weeks and how different it is. It's funny you mentioned that I'm, I'm in a similar place and I think a lot of people are, it's the start of the year. A lot of people sort of use this as a, as a point to reset. I know for you that started before the new year, but around this time, there's a lot of reflection going on. What have I done for the last year? What have I, what have I sacrificed? What have I not taken the most advantage of? I've been trying to do the same thing. I've been trying to get back into the beach body workouts because that's you know something you and I are both into. I, I don't know if this happens for you. This has been the case for me the last couple of days. I'm I'm uh, away from home. I'm in isolation until I uh, can get through a COVID quarantine time. And the workouts that I'm doing, I've done before. And I've done them better. And it's similar. I, I've got the shoulder thing going on. I've got this back pain. I've got these, these injuries that are, that are nagging. And I'm on like day three or four of, of the current program I'm on. And I'm, I just get so mad at myself because I, I'm doing, I'm, uh, what am I trying to say? Not as in good a shape as you used yeah, to be. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, not as, I'm not in as good a shape as I used to be. And I feel like crap about it. And uh, it's just, it's so frustrating. And then I have to keep telling myself, it's okay. You're, you're right where you're supposed to be. Just keep going. Do you struggle with that too? I mean, do, do you let, uh, do you let yourself off the hook or do you punish yourself for, for letting, uh, letting yourself get back to this point? No, I don't punish myself because it is what it is. I'm, I'm where I'm at. And I think it was, you said the, you know, the line in frozen Two: do the next right thing, wherever you're at is where you're at and you have to do whatever's right for you right now. So I've been doing insanity max 30, which is my favorite workout so far. And the whole point of that one is to start the workout and then go as long as you possibly can without taking a break. And I can remember a couple of times where the month one workouts, I was able to do the entire 30 minutes without stopping. No breaks, except for the built-in breaks. 
you know, a couple of weeks ago, I barely got through the warm up, which is five <laughs> minutes. So without having to take a break and, and, you know, now I'm up to like maybe seven minutes, but again, that's a huge difference. I can get to seven, maybe eight minutes now. Whereas, you know, at my peak, I was able to do the entire 30 minute workout without stopping. I definitely get upset that I'm in that position, but I have to remember that I'm in this position because of some things that were out of my control. You know, like I didn't want to sprain my wrist. I didn't want to break a rib, but that's what happened. And that's where I'm at. So I got to, I got to work with what I have and be, you know, just like my anxiety, right? Hey, I hear you. I see that you're there. I'm going to ignore you for right now. And I'm just going to move on. So many of the things we talk about here are so foundational and, and physical exercise. I'm, I'm being reminded again, how much it, for me, like meditation is, is one of the building blocks. It's one of the essential things that everything else falls into place with. You know, when I'm not working out, when I don't push my body to do more than it does on a normal basis, from a diet perspective, I slip, I I'll eat worse. I'll not stick to the fasting routine that I like to stick to because I know I'll feel better. It's just such a building block. When I take that you know, sort of keystone thing away, so many things fall out of line. The, the depression starts to win. The self-doubt, all the, all the limiting beliefs, all that stuff starts to creep. I eat worse, so then I feel worse, and then my sleep is worse. Like, all these things happen because I stopped doing that one foundational thing. And it's, it, it's, I'm reminded every time that I get back into it how important it is because it just helps me make better decisions about everything else that I do because, you know... I'll look at the, at the snack drawer and think, am I going to want to work that off later? Like those kinds of just really small things start to pop back into your head so that you'll make better decisions to, to sort of uh, work more toward the goals that you set for yourself. Yeah, it makes a huge difference in your life. Um, you know, in the interview that we're, we're going to get to in just a minute, we may have mentioned this on the show once before, but, you know, I used to be close to 300 pounds and... I can still remember how everything felt then compared to how everything feels now. Just everything from a confidence level and energy level, things like that. And again, 90% of it was, was eating right. But the other 10% was like just physically moving my body. And the two of those things have to be in lockstep. Definitely. And the key to all of this is staying motivated. How do you push yourself to keep pushing play on the video. You know, we mentioned that we do the beach body workouts. That just happens to be what we're into. Uh, but our guest this week is Jake Steinfeld. You might remember him from his body by Jake programs. He was really one of the, one of the pioneers in, in the at home workout industry. And I don't know that that beach body would necessarily be a thing without the work that, that Jake did. And uh, just a really inspiring dude. When you look at the fact that he's got a couple of decades on us and you'll, you'll hear the, in the interview, his energy, man, this guy could run laps around both of us. He could, he could whoop our asses in a push-up contest. I mean, this guy, <laughs> he is physically and just mentally sharp. And it's just a testament to the work that he's done to, to take care of his body and to stay motivated, to keep going and never quit. And that is really kind of his central message. And uh, we had a chance to talk to him about his amazing career and what he does to stay motivated and to keep going. I was an overweight kid. I had a bad stutter growing up. Um, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, uh, raised in uh, Baldwin, Strong Island. You know, with this terrible stutter, it was always tough. But life is about moments, you know, like we're living in right now. There are challenging times. We all go through a lot of challenges, right? I mean, I read about your 
bio, which is really great, Jeremy, that you talk about the challenges that you go through, have gone through, and Zach, the same thing. I think this, we, we all have, as my grandmother would say, Michigas, you know, <laughs> you guys will look that one up. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we all have our own stuff. And um, life is about moments, some great, some not so great. And this was a moment where my dad bought me a set of weights when I was 13 years old. And those weights changed my life because not only did they build my body, but they built my confidence and self-esteem. And you fellas know, you know, and I'm sure you teach your daughters this, you know, when you have confidence and self-esteem, man, you can achieve anything you want in your life. And I was at this moment where the weights and I got together, we connected. I had this dream. I want to go to California to become Mr. America. Right. And I went to college upstate New York, Zach, you know, Cornell, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. I went to Cortland down the street. <laughs> nice. You know? Okay. Which is still pretty cool. D3 yeah. school. Um, and as you know, and I'm sure I can attest, I've done, I do all these podcasts and television interviews and I explain upstate New York that the people don't get it. It snows a lot, a lot during the year, man. So it's not too conducive to walk around in your gold lambing posing trunks <laughs> in 18 inches of snow. So I'm up there. I'm, I'm upstate New York for about three months. I, the first one in my family, I want to set the stage, to ever go to college. My parents never went. Their families never went. This was a big moment for us, right? And every day, I'm just thinking about L.A. I said life's about moments. We all have dreams, everybody. No matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, we, we all have dreams. And sometimes it's the people closest to us that seem to be the most negative. And what I mean by that is not so much could be in a negative way, but because maybe your mom and dad don't want to see you get hurt. So mm -hmm. they don't want to see you put yourself out on a limb, right? right? Uh, friends are a different story. You know, I told my friends my dream and they would say, Jake, you're a fat guy. You're not going to go to <laughs> California. If you do, you, what a big mistake. You, you don't drop out of college. So this moment, my mom calls and I finally said, guys, Ma, I'm going to go to California to become a bodybuilder. Silence on the phone. And all of a sudden, I hear Herbie, my dad's name. Pick up the phone and talk to your kid. <laughs> I'm putting my head in the oven. And it was, it was, we'll say this, and Zach, you can attest, the longest bus ride from upstate New York, right, to Baldwin, Strong Island. I was like going to Australia by, uh, by foot. And uh, I got home, and as I explained to you, you know, my parents were not excited, but they understood. Get it out of your system. Come back. Mm -hmm. Bedroom will still be together. Go back to college. My friends were laughing, and I made the trek. And uh, listen, I entered the Mr. Southern California contest. I got there for, uh, summer 1977. So, Zach, Jeremy, I was in college for three months and retired and went to California, pursued bodybuilding. I read all the magazines. Everybody said eat 18 eggs and 24 chickens a day and you two could become Mr. America. Well, I clucked a lot, fellas, but um, what they neglected <laughs> to say in the magazine that I that they were that was like the Bible. Right. They never talked about steroids. Now, granted, it was 1977. As I said, when I got there, the dinosaurs still roamed the earth. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lou Ferrigno, Serge Nubre, all the big bodybuilders came to life for me. 
and nobody mentioned steroids. And once again, life is about moments, right? And decision-making. And I entered the Mr. Southern California contest. I come in second place in 1978. The guy that beat me was on steroids. And I had to make a decision. And as I taught my kids, you know, and I'm sure you teach your girls about decisions. If you have to think about something too long and too hard, probably something you shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. And I made the decision not to take steroids. The reason? Because I was afraid. I was truly afraid to put a needle in my own battissimo. <laughs> and I, it was the best thing I never did. It was, it, you know, it was hurtful and all that stuff. And I felt like, oh, I'm not going to go back to New York a loser in my own mind. Right. We all do this to ourselves. So I'm going to stay in L.A. I don't know what I'm going to do. I love what working out did for me. I love how I felt. Zach, your story is insane. I can't believe you actually weighed 300 pounds. I'd love mm -hmm. to see pictures. But the, the idea, we all have our stories. Mm -hmm. And for me, I love what working out did for me, man. I stood up straight. I felt I had confidence. Everything that I do, fellas, revolves around three things, hope and health and family. And those three things are the building blocks of everything that I was involved in, gotten involved in, and continue to be involved in. And that's what I built my life on. And uh, this has been... 42 years, man, hitting, mm -hmm. hitting, hitting, hitting the body by Jake. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just been outstanding. Well, and sort of on that note, you know, I, I, I hear your answer. I see your enthusiasm. Your energy is incredible. I mean, you've, you could run laps around me and you, and you've got a couple <laughs> decades on me. So your story is more than a story. It is an inspiration. You, you are a walking example of living a healthy and fit lifestyle and the benefits that that can provide. I mean, so what would you say to someone who's like me, mid forties, still kind of trying to figure it out, trying to just get motivated to, to lift the weights, to pick it up. I mean, that's, to me, that is the hardest part of any workout. Once I'm in it, I can, I can go until I drop, but just what's great, putting the shoes listening. on and what's starting awesome, is the hardest part. Yeah, what's awesome that you just said it, which I love. I love the honesty. And that's look. the bottom line is this, man, exercise is boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it hurts. Yeah. And it because if it wasn't boring and it didn't hurt, everybody would be in great shape. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We go like this, wiggle your nose, like bewitched back in the day, and you you all be in great shape. Right. It's a matter of, and this is this is really important. Everybody is very different. And you have to find something that fits into your lifestyle, then your lifestyle having to fit into someone else's program. Mm -hmm. That's why people go up and down and quit. I hope you guys brush your teeth every morning, right? And before you go to bed and you floss. Well, you have to make fitness. As you know, Zach, I'm sure we can go and turn the table. I'd love to hear one day your story. I mean, that that is, I mean, both of you fellas, which is obviously hence why you have a show like this. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's really awesome. And to 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 hear people who overcome adversity and are willing to talk about it. And, you know, the fitness motivation, inspiration all leads to, as you know, and I'm sure you can tell me stories about nutrition, about what you, I, I, I eat like I'm going to the electric chair. That's how, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I eat guys. Uh, and, and I've always, I've always had a sweet tooth. Um, I, I train so I can eat. Right. That's why now I just now it's about maintenance. Got to keep the boyish figure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but nutrition has always been important. But once again, like I said earlier about being authentic, when I did all the infomercials, you guys know continuity. So at the end of the commercial, they always say, ask about Jake's, you know, mm-hmm. this and that. I got approached by every vitamin company in the world okay. saying, hey, we'll put Body by Jake vitamins. And I go, I don't take vitamins. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a su- I don't take supplements. I could never do it. And I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I did do, though, I love protein shakes. And I would create these shakes. And as my kids all grew up, I came up with something I called the magic drink in the morning. Not really that magic, but you guys know. <laughs> and, and I made it the magic drink. And uh, now at 62 years old, I end up at a happenstance meeting with a terrific guy named Danny Stepper here in L.A. has a company called L.A. Libations. Now, think of Silicon Valley, right, which is the tech hub Mm -hmm. and the incubators up there that incubate tech companies. This guy, this young guy has a beverage incubator and incubates beverages like Zico coconut water, uh, all these honest tea, all these incredible brands um, that came out of his house. I met with him about two other projects. We sat down and he didn't want any of them. Now, I told him that I own the trademark to the words, don't quit. Now you see it on my shirt Mm -hmm. and everything about, my life is about don't quit. Quick story about that. I was cut from my eighth grade basketball team. I, I went out for the eighth grade basketball team. I was feeling good about myself. First thing I did, I lost some weight. I was feeling good. I, I'm a great basketball player, boys, because, you know, my mom said, honey, you're a great basketball player. And I believed her. And I went <laughs> out for the team and I got cut, which was, as you all know, we all know, right? It's, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was pretty down. And a friend gave me a poem called Don't Quit. Now, at 14, not much of a student, sure as heck wasn't a poet, gives me this poem and I could have easily have tossed it. I brought it home and I read it. And I will tell you this, guys, the poem, this is it. This is exactly the one. Wow. Look, look at the back of it, man. This is, yeah, see, look at that. I've had this, I've had this since I'm 14 years old. Don't quit is not even, you can't even see it anymore. Right. But this poem has traveled with me everywhere since I was 14, guys. And it became a Bible verse to me. And the last two lines are stick to the fight when your hardest hit. It's when things seem worst that you must not quit. And I recited that and recited that in good times and in bad times. And I trademarked the words, don't quit, in 1981. Wow. And I kept them sacred. I fought off all the big brands. And here's what happens. Two years ago, because life is about moments and you have to take shots, I'm sitting with this guy. He doesn't go for anything I'm talking about. I mentioned to him that I own the trademark to the words, don't quit. He stopped. He goes, do you know the brands Ensure and Boost? They're adult. It's adult nutrition. He go. I, I go. I've seen the commercials. He goes. Have you ever seen the ingredient panel on those two products? They're chemicals. They're terrible, mm-hmm. and they taste crummy too. Because I had no idea. I went to my mom's house. He said, and it was in the back of her fridge. And she, I go, Ma, you didn't even tell me you drink this. He goes, I don't want people to know because there's a connotation of people. God forbid, you're sick. Mm-hmm. that you drink that. And right. people do, right? So he said, we've been working on some formulations. We think that we should do this together, right? Adult nutrition, think about this. There are 110 million Americans over the age of 50 today that need hope and health 
and a smile, right? Mm -hmm. So we got working about a year and a half into it. And I said to them, look, here's my criteria. This is not, I guys, I don't endorse stuff, Jeremy. I'm not, I'm not a spokesperson or endorsers act. It's got to be my company because uh, that's the way I do it. And I said, if my mug is going to be on this, it has to be a clean label. So no soy, no corn, no wheat, right? No artificial flavors or sweetness, yeah. gluten-free, kosher. And by the way, it has to taste delicious. Mm -hmm. So we said, that was the challenge. We met the challenge and we succeeded. We've been, do we've been doing testing for about a year and a half. We crush Boosted and Shore. Our label, how about this? Opening the fridge up in the morning, guys. And <laughs> Look at that. Right there and seeing the words, don't quit. Yeah. Right? And that's what it is. It's a total rounded proposition, right, mm -hmm. about a don't quit lifestyle, especially right now where people are challenged. The great thing is, Look, supplements are expensive, man. Vitamins are expensive. Eating really well is expensive. And I wanted to do something where, as I've always tried to do, make fitness and health convenient. It's great for you. It's convenient. The bottom line, though, it tastes delicious. Something good is actually tasting delicious. And I, and I love that you are taking on the, the, I mean, when you do, you look at the ingredients on those other things and you, you don't even know what half the thing Three quarters of the things are, they're they're awful. So I'm I'm yeah. I applaud this effort to uh, to help people. Jeremy, you should do something. I'll give you guys a great idea. You should have people come on the show to read ingredient panels, <laughs> right? Of stuff of stuff they you think is supposed to be good for you. What you should be reading is no soy, right? No right. corn, no wheat. Right. Yeah. That's that's the that's black and white or brown for a nice chocolate. But, uh, you, know, you you want to be able to let's see if you can read the first four ingredients on Boosted and Shaw. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good, my luck. good luck. The, this is great. <laughs> you your your enthusiasm is absolutely wonderful and, and so inspiring. But I want to ask you about you mentioned hope. There's a big lack of hope in the world right now. People are thrown out of their routines. Things aren't normal, a um, lot of anxiety. I want to hear how you tell people, have hope. How can people get through this year? How can people get through this this pandemic, this new normal that we all have to live through? Um, I, I just want to hear what your take is on that. Yeah. Um, first of all, it's 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 real. You know, it's definitely real. We're going through this. This has been an amazing moment as I tell my kids, you will tell story. Your kids will study this in school. Mm -hmm. And it's how we how we get out of this. Look, this country has gone through all lots, lots of lots of challenging times. We now are living in it. How are we gonna what's what's the story that we're gonna write? I mean, some of the I I, I look at something that's chaotic and I look at opportunity. I look at challenging times and say, okay, you can't roll up in a ball because if you do that, you have no shot at all. When it comes to fitness, right, Zach, Jeremy, both of you guys and the people who listen to you, gyms are closed. I know we've heard from gym owners, yoga studio owners have called and reached out to me and trying to say, Jake, we're keeping our place so clean you can eat off the floors here. People are concerned, whether it's through the government or through whatever have you. These places are closed, so what do you do? Right. Just as long as you're getting your body moving. Show that, you know, if you get your body moving, even if you just stand up a little bit, you know, we're all doing Zoom calls, Zoom meetings, people are Zoomed out. Uh, 
get up every every few minutes and just get your body moving. You get you get those endorphins going. You get the blood flowing. And once you start thinking like that, keep a routine. Very important, you know. Get into a routine. Get up in the morning and try to do a little bit of exercise. A lot of people are not morning people, but I'm pushing a lot of people to become that because when you get into that routine and then get dressed, you know, because we're not going to work before, because you're not going out, you know, everybody's got the elastic pants on. (laughs) Of course you don't feel like you're gaining weight. You you know, you got the elastic Levi's on, man. It's like, I feel great. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, is that have a laugh. The sun will come up tomorrow. It always does. And you, we want to be on the right side of positivity. We are on the right side of hope because if you're hopeful, it, you're, you're already ahead of the game. And I, look, I know you're struggling. A lot of people are struggling, whether it's with rent, they're not working. The way that you control those things is things that you can't control if you're going to get the job. I get that. Mm-hmm. What you can control is you getting up and just moving your body and saying, you know what? I didn't do that yesterday. I just did 10 repetitions. Tomorrow, I'm going to do 15 reps. And the next day, I'm going to do 30. And then wait a second. I just did that. That means if I've got that under my belt, I'm going to try something else. And you start building off of that. The other thing, Zach, write things down. I'm a big believer in writing things down. You have a dream. You have an idea, especially right now. You challenged. You know, Jeremy, right, you're feeling, you know, a little wiggly about things, write it down. Mm -hmm. You write it down, you can see it. You can see it, it's real, and you can cross it off the list when you're done with it. And that's a great feeling, too, because it becomes, things become overwhelming with so much going on. And especially you guys have have little little kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talk to a lot of people who are homeschooling their kids now, who they split the house up and the computer is on and off. And listen, that has got to be a challenge and a half. I understand about, you know, how crazy it gets having a house full of kids trying to do schoolwork, you trying to work. Mm-hmm. That's why getting up first thing, getting a little exercise in nutrition, that's the bottom line. But listen, I still take one day a week, one day a week, and that's my day. Saturdays, I get up in the morning, no matter what, the alarm goes off, I'm eating M&Ms. Man, uh, you know, I'm a chocolate guy. I love M&Ms. I was going to ask you, uh, what, what would be the one thing that, that you enjoy that somebody would go, what? He eats that? Oh, man, I, I'm a big ice cream guy, which is why... When you taste our orange <laughs> it's creamsicle. When you taste vanilla, it's French vanilla. When you taste chocolate, it's my it is my chocolate chocolate ice cream man that nice. I love. And those are the tastes that you know. The idea is everything in moderation, Zach and Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Everything in moderation, and you will get through this. We will get through this. And if you don't mind, guys, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read the poem because. Yeah. Or I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna recite I'm just gonna recite this poem. Yeah. Okay. So it goes like this: When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, and you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. 
Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learn. And many a failure turned about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. You never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worst that you must not quit. Recite that poem, think of those words, and I promise everybody it will get you through everything. You never want to wake up one day at 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 looking in the mirror and saying, you know, at 30, I I had this idea. At 35, I I had this opportunity. And that's the stuff that makes people crazy. Mm Not when you try something and it doesn't work out because after that door closes, bam, something else is going to open up for you. It will. Believe it, because it will. All right, our thanks to our guest, Jake Steinfeld. You know him from his Body by Jake work. And man, what a fun guy to talk to. And so much of what he says really resonates with me, especially today. You know, I did my workout and... God, he's right. I hate it. I hate working out because it hurts and it's boring and it's not how I want to spend my time. But the trade-off for how you feel afterwards and not immediately afterwards, because I still kind of feel like crap from my workout today. But in the long run, you know, the confidence builds, your body's functioning better. It's moved the way it's supposed to move. All of the stuff that that comes along with it afterward makes that 20 or 30 minutes or, or hour, however much you feel like you need to put into your day, makes it worth it and uh but man he's right it it sucks working out yeah and for me it's getting to the workout that's the problem right i actually i'll avoid it because i know it's gonna suck but once i actually start working out i i go into like full competitive mode even though i'm competing with no one but once i start working out i'm fine it's getting there. That's the problem for me. The competition thing. It's funny you mentioned that because that is very much for me The you, you talked about how it releases uh, or, or helps you manage your anxiety. Same for me with the depression and anxiety. Um, and for me, it is the I'm competing with the voices in my head that are saying this is too hard. You can't do it. And and when I do, it's those small victories that I take into the next day or, you know, the times when when mentally things are tough and I can remember I beat it last time I can beat it now. Uh, and that's, that's for me, again, such a foundational key point in trying to accomplish any goals you have for physical, mental, emotional wellness is those small victories that you can hang your hat on and go, I won that one. I can win this one too. Yeah. I, I like to go back to uh, when I was a kid and I was slightly overweight. And when I say slightly, I spent all my time in the Husky section at JCPenney's. Oh yeah. I remember my dad making fun of me you know, he'd see a really, really large guy, you know, at a restaurant. And my dad would say things like, you know, Hey, Zach, that's, that's going to be you when you grow up, you know, thinking he was funny and he was, he was just trying to be funny, but I mean, that, that hurt and that stuck with me. So now when I'm working out today, I actually think about that stuff and be like, that dude can't do this. That's the competitive side coming out in me. Yeah. Well, that stuff is so scarring too. Like, because I get, I get the, that mindset of saying that, yeah, you're trying to be funny and, but you're also going, maybe this will motivate him to do better, to not be a hefty kid, whatever it is. But that, that messaging gets logged in your head and you're like, oh, that's who I'm going to be. Okay. And, and somehow that becomes 
who for a lot of people you end up being. Right. And the message is still with me. I mean, I am in no way, shape or form my overweight, but I still feel big. I still feel fat because of those comments. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. <sighs> I felt that one. Mm. The other thing he always used to say is we're going to go eat at Zach's restaurant whenever he saw Bob's big boys. Oh God. That, that is just awful. Yeah, no, it's definitely scarring, but, um, you know, I think about it and, you know, I wouldn't trade anything in my past for something else because all of it made me who I am now. But if my dad hadn't made those comments, if he hadn't laid those scars down, would I be in as good a shape as I am now? Yeah. You never know. You never know. Pardon the pun. That's some heavy baggage to carry. Your entire life. Oh, I've got heavier, man. That, that's the light <laughs> end of the stick. <laughs> Hence all the anxiety and depression that we carry around. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Well, we're getting to the end of the show here. And uh, just quickly want to say thank you to our sponsor, uh, The Athletic Brewing Company. And and when I say thank you, I mean it. I'm, uh, I'm in quarantine in Canada, and my access to non-alcoholic beer is limited to non-alcoholic Canadian beers. And while they taste exactly like the alcoholic version of the Canadian beers— the uh, quality and taste compared to what I'm used to at home from Athletic Brewing, just so far, so far below the bar. So thank you very sincerely to the Athletic Brewing Company for sponsoring us. If you have not tried any of their uh, n- delicious non-alcoholic beers, you can get to their link on our website, thefitmess.com. While you're there, go ahead and sign up for our newsletter so you never miss uh, a thing about the show, newest episodes, promotions, things that we have going on. Uh, please sign up for that. And follow us on our various social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all the things. It's all available at our website, thefitmess.com. And speaking of not missing episodes, you're not going to want to miss our next one. Yeah. Next time, uh, I'm really excited about this one. We are going to be talking with Dave Asprey. Again, he was, uh, I think he was on episode number four of the show. Uh, But he's got a new book coming out called Fast This Way. And uh, we will be talking to him about his new book. I'm assuming about fasting. The title implies that. but <laughs> Yeah, we just got uh, it today, so we still have to read it. But yes, it, it is about and, fasting. And, and he is, of course, the founder of Bulletproof Coffee and Bulletproof Radio. Uh, and uh, the uh, I, th- I think he's referred to as the father of biohacking. So if that is your jam, uh, you're going to want to check out that episode. We'll have that available for you next week at uh, thefitmess.com. Thanks so much for listening and for subscribing. We will talk to you next week at thefitmess.com. See you, everyone. We know this podcast is amazing and does not seem to lack anything, but we do need a legal disclaimer. Jeremy and Zach are not doctors. They do not play them on the Internet, and even if they did play them on the Internet, they would be really bad at it. Please consult your physician prior to implementing any changes that you heard on this podcast. The listener assumes that Jeremy and Zach do not know what they are talking about and that you will do your own research on the topics talked about on this podcast.